are going live. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Maker That Money with uh, 3D Gloop and RepCord, a.k.a. my buddy Andrew Mayhall, king of the Empire of Sticky. I am Pooch of RepCord. Um, and with us today, we have a very special guest, Miss Sophie Wong. Sophie Good morning, greetings. How are you? Thank you for joining Good us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, okay, so for anybody who's not familiar with you, first of all, shame on you for not knowing who Sophie is because <laughs> Sophie is an incredible maker. But I, I, I was, I was telling her ahead of the show. I tried to write like a little intro, and there was so much because you're such a prolific maker and designer and all these things. And I thought, I'm just gonna let her tell it how she wants to. So please introduce yourself. Tell us. Who are you? What do you do? All the good stuff. Um, so I'm a designer. I'm really a designer first. I'm a designer in my core. Um, I'm also a maker. And the things I make are usually costumes and wearable technology projects. And I basically just like to make wearable pieces that incorporate technology. So I do a lot of work with 3D printers and um, digital fabrication technology and um, laser cutters and stuff like that. But really, I like to design wearable projects that express things. So I call it expressive wearable technology. Expressive E-W-T. Awesome. I love this. So this is you're just coining <laughs> new phrases and stuff like that's a fantastic elevator pitch, by the way. Thank you. Uh, and I've I, been working on my elevator pitch. I know actually. you have. <laughs> yeah, that, that's we're gonna get into that because um, I was actually up at uh, Sophie's Space. Uh, it was about a month ago, maybe a little more than a month ago now. And it is one. It is awesome. It's a great space. Uh, and I think Sophie's being a little bit modest as well because she, um, you know, she says she's a maker and makes like props and stuff. But like, like sh the the level that she is designing at is just next level. Like I got to try on this spacesuit that she's currently building. That's going to be actually used in a movie or a short, or a short film, oh, wow. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And I know you've done work with some pretty incredible people in the past and stuff. I don't know if you want to share some of the other experiences you have. We talk about obviously business and maker entrepreneurship, and there's a million different ways to make money as a maker and stuff out there. And that can mean a lot of different things, but you are so near and dear to me because like myself and like Andrew as well, I think that, that there is no one thing that defines you and you've been involved with so many great people and projects over the years. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's been like a really, uh, I call it kind of like a wandering path that I've taken to get to where I am well now said. and what I'm doing now. And the way I just introduced myself and described what I do, uh, it's taken me years to like figure out those, you know, few sentences. And, um, you know, like kind of, I think what you're referring to Pooch is like, I've done things like I've written a book about wearable technology DIY projects. I've um, I actually worked on a season of Mythbusters Junior where I was a, basically the safety coordinator was like my title, but I, I really was just um, kind of assisting and helping the junior Mythbusters, the, the younger Mythbusters, um, whenever they needed some advice on tools or if they had some tool that they had not used before. I was just kind of like keeping an eye out and helping them and just being available. Um, so I've done things like that. Yeah. I've, I worked as a 
I was a costume assistant at the Seattle Opera, where so I worked in a professional theater costume department. I've been a graphic designer in the past. I just like done a lot of different things. I've also written a ton of tutorials about yeah. um, electronics and uh, wow. various like maker project things. Yeah, um, I've seen you in Make Magazine. But, you've uh, you've you've been pub mm -hmm. published in a few places actually. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but the problem with that, I mean, like what the problem that that presented for me was I didn't, I, I got to a point where I was like, well, I've done all of these things and I like all of the things that I've done, but you know, what does that mean? What, like, I think I was going, I think I had this moment where I was going to do a talk at a, at an event. And as they usually do, the, the event producers were like, okay, send us your bio. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I like sat down to like update my bio and I'm like, I don't even know. I, I had the moment that you had this morning, Pooch. I was like, how do I explain what I do? What? <laughs> In a reasonable period of time. Way? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I had this like existential crisis of like, who is Sophie Wong? Right. You know? Yeah. And, um, and so I kind of was like, I need to figure this out, A, so I can write my bio, and B, so I know what I'm doing and where I'm going. Because actually, it creates a lot of like uncertainty in your own mind if you don't know what that is. So things will pop up and people will be like, oh, do you want to do you know XYZ project with us? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> what, is that a thing I do? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Well, that's that's awesome. And that's fantastic foreshadowing of what we're going to get into. But pin that mm -hmm. for just a second, because we have to do all of the normal housekeeping chores and stuff like that. So first of all, uh, for anybody that's listening back on all the podcasting platforms that we're on, we record every week, just about every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Great way to interact with us. Uh, I see a lot of familiar faces in the chat. I, I hope that you guys are thinking of your questions for Sophie as we go. Also, we've got our Maker That Money hotline for any brave souls that want to call in and have a conversation with us live as well. I know that's always kind of intimidating, so you never know what you're going to get. Uh, but that is available to you guys. Uh, also, please, please, please like and subscribe. Bring a friend. Uh, uh, hopefully, give us feedback. We have all of our handles on all the social media uh, tagged here as well. Great way to interact with us. I know Andrew and I are both on Twitter. Sophie, if you're not familiar with Sophie's stuff, first of all, I would say you're probably most prolific on Instagram. Is that right? That's kind of where I've been posting the most yeah. lately, just because it's so visual. Yeah, and your Sophie Wong yeah. makes on that one, I think. Yes. Whereas on Twitter, you're Sophie Wong. Wong. So anyway, go check yes. her out. Awesome stuff. That'll give you some context of like the the caliber of of stuff that Sophie does, and it's just awesome and inspiring. And we always love seeing you know all the things that you do, uh, Sophie. Um, we're going to put you on the spot here because we do a little segment to kick off. We are a positive people here. We love talking <laughs> about our wins for the week. Uh, what is something good that has happened? Because we want to harness that good energy, block out the bad, focus on all the good. Oh, there's plenty of noise. And if you want to get your, you know, drama, you, you can certainly get plenty of that <laughs> elsewhere. But here we're going to we're going to focus on the good. Uh, Sophie, do you want to go first or should we make Andrew go first? Um, I'll go. Oh, I, cause I I'm, I'm looking at my positive thing right now, which is off camera. Okay. But um, actually the spacesuit that you tried on pooch when you so came over cool. to visit me. Yeah, it's 
almost done oh, and close. i nice. i've been working on this for over a year now uh-huh and a year wow over yeah. a year it's good which i thought it was gonna be a couple of months but it turned <laughs> out to be over a year we can but all relate to that i believe i'm finally on the home stretch and this week i put on um i finally got to this point where in my mind i was like this is going to be my milestone where i'm like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel so oh, i love that I'm nice so close oh my so, gosh congrats that's just giving me a boon <laughs> I, I saw so when i was there last month uh you still had the gloves to do and I, we got to see an update on that those came out fantastic mm -hmm. you did the this really cool done. pleating technique so you do a lot of work with textiles and stuff that is not my mm -hmm. wheelhouse at all and so i was just totally in awe of some of the stuff that you're doing there but what the you know the difference that that makes in adding texture and depth and and like realism uh to the whole thing and i love that you you started with and i i hope i'm not spoiling anything but like when when you're like okay instead of just like making the whole thing from scratch like what things can I find that I can repurpose and make look spacey and all of that stuff. So we'll put a link in the description to maybe some of the feeds that you have um, from the suit so you can see what we're talking about because anybody listening back uh, doesn't have the benefit of knowing that. But it is a true masterpiece of mixed media, guys. It's like there's uh there's vacuum forming there's 3d printing there's laser cutting i think mm -hmm. uh there's uh, all kinds everything. of textile work i mean it is just so good and the detail and then on then on the electronics of course on top of that thank goodness she put in an amazing ventilation system i mean i really felt like i i've never been in a spacesuit before it was the closest thing <laughs> You know, and, and I'm sure NASA's got, you know, a couple other whiz-bang things, but it was such a cool thing. Do you want to maybe really quickly, like, just give people an idea of, like, what the build is for? And, and can you talk about where it's going to be oh, seen? Yeah. 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 So it's um, so it's a spacesuit costume. It's not like a functional spacesuit for going to outer space. It's a spacesuit costume. Um, and it's for a uh, short film that a director approached me at some point during the pandemic and he said oh i've seen your other spacesuit costume and would you like to make one for my short film and so he basically told me his the story of the piece and the the short film is about one person so this spacesuit is like the it's it's the main character spends the entire film in this spacesuit um, and there's only one character really in this short film. So it's like this really important storytelling piece. Mm -hmm. And um, he approached me so early in his project that I got to really um, contribute to the creative expression of the film. So um, we've had a lot of back and forth about what the costume should look like, what it should represent. And he's been such an amazing client, just really feels like a creative partner in it. So that's just been a dream come true. Um, and it's also been just an amazing project for me to kind of bring together a lot of the things that I've been doing um, leading up to this project and to just put them all into one piece, kind of as Pooch was, was saying, like there's so many different types awesome. of media and materials and processes. So it's just been a total dream come true. But also I, I can't wait to finish it. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet. 
Um, it's an amazing piece, and I got a ton of photos. I don't think I even posted that much about it. I need to put some more stuff up there. Say, I remember bunch of, seeing uh, a small snippet. Yeah, <laughs> we got we got a bunch of shots, and uh, I need to do more on it because it's just such a neat thing. And I loved learning about just some of like the the buckles and the fasteners and this like the snaps and the techniques you use of like oh these are great for this and the way you do like piping and. I just, it's so cool. It's so cool. And it, and it, it just exemplifies like your creative spirit in a really great way. Cause you know, it's, you can see that it, um, you know, you're, you're it, the maker spirit is so alive in it in the way that you're just like using all these like little fun things. And a lot of it probably from your experience in the past and probably some new stuff you're learning as you go along the way. We see mm -hmm. some of your other pieces in the background too, of some of your, um, your popular cosplays and that I think what I'm seeing uh, just off at the screen I'm describing is the, um, is that the 3d printed uh, dress that you did the, or yes. the textile technique of 3d printing on fabric? Yeah. Awesome. So that purple dress is all 3d printed directly onto fabric and yeah. then assembled into a dress. Yeah. You guys, that is such a cool technique. And um, you know, we've seen 3d printing, you know, designers kind of dabbling in that a little bit, even at the, you know, the professional levels and stuff like that. But Sophie really just took it, uh, it just hit it out of the park with this thing. And, and there's some great photos of you wearing it and stuff like that. Is it comfortable? Um, I would say it's, uh, no, <laughs> it's not, not comfortable. It's, it's wearable and yeah. it's not the most uncomfortable thing that yeah. I have in my, in my closet. Um, but it, yeah. it's a little bit, um, so there are a lot of pointy angles on it. Yeah. Um, and so I think what I will do in future is round absolutely every corner. Ah. Um, but it feels basically like wearing a, um, like a sequined gown, like there's weight to it. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of heavy and it feels almost like chain mail, you know, like it just, these it's these rigid things that are so small that they can wrap over you know the curves of your body it's really really cool it's a neat technique um and if you guys haven't seen it, i got to see it in person at silicon she had it on display i think there i believe right mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah and uh and then i of course saw it when i was up there as well but it's just um a, you know a beautiful piece and it's it's neat and it um, it opens up all sorts of interesting possibilities, obviously with all the different types of filament and stuff out there. And mm -hmm. I love that you're already talking about like how you're going to improve the next one. So that's cool. <laughs> I feel like I totally got us distracted from our positive. Well, well I was just about to jump back to that. We, we do that. We love, <laughs> we love to rabbit hole. Uh, so Andrew, you're up. What is your positive thing? What is your win? Okay. For the week? Um, you know, lots lots of good things happening over here. I think uh, one of the big ones, uh, version 1.4 of our caps, uh, it's in production. We have first articles in hand again. So doing the final tests and, you know, hopefully it'll be rolling off the production line again. So if you've ordered Gloop recently and you see that we switch back to those metal caps, it's only for just a little <laughs> bit longer. <laughs> I have had the privilege so. of seeing the evolution and I can fully understand the pains of going through what it's like having to deal with like these little minutiae that most customers will never mm -hmm. notice or 
or, or deal with, but it makes such a difference having come from like the original caps. And I knew yep. that like those, those weren't nearly as good at sealing. And so the product didn't last as long. And so it's like just mm-hmm. so cool to see how far you guys have come. And I think the ones that I last have, even though like the one three version or whatever, yeah, you have like one three head yep. and shoulders above, like it just feels so much more clean and professional. And so it's like when I love that it's like a nice integrated brush and it feels like it's, you can hear it go like when you open it. So it's like seal, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's, so I know there's a lot of work that goes into that and it's, it's a thankless part of the job because really nobody's going to notice or care about those things, but it no. matters big time. So congrats. And the amount of destructive testing that we have to go through, like, you know, it's, you we love got it. these beautiful first articles in and, you know, these are the first ones produced with the new molds. And it's like, we have to destroy these, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, because we have to, we have to validate and qualify them. Um, you know, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's exciting. I'm, I'm happy. Um, big win. So hopefully, hopefully in the next two or three weeks, everything will switch back over. And then 1.5 is already in the works. Of course it is. I can't believe that. <laughs> of course it is. I wouldn't Amazing. expect so. anything less. Yeah. Um, for my win for the week, I'm going to take, um, we had our first customer from Qatar of all places. So I, one of these oh, wow. days I want to like get a map and, and like pin all the countries that we've shipped to. And there are very few countries at this point that I think we haven't shipped to, but I, I did make note of the fact that we had never sent anything to Qatar before. So there we go. We're, um, nice. Qatarians. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, uh, there, there's probably, you know, a lot of central Africa we haven't quite hit and stuff like that too, but it, it does <laughs> feel kind of cool to just know that your stuff and the things that you make are like all over the world. I don't know. That's yeah. such a neat feeling. It's super it is neat. A, it, yeah. It's an incredible feeling. I remember when we were making, you know, our first bottles and we had like, this was going to Australia or this was going somewhere in Europe. And it's right. like, you know, now I think back and it's like, you know, we produced like 30,000 bottles and I've touched every single one of those bottles. And it's just, it's wild to think about. Like, Does that mean your you know, DNA like, is everywhere? That's weird. Okay. No, 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 weird. Um, no, but that's, that, that is, that is kind of a mm-hmm. neat, neat feeling. Um, and, and it kind of makes you feel small in a way too, when you realize like the reach and the, the size of the world and just like how many, things, especially as we start to do more and more international distribution, we've got a new warehouse now, and that gives us some better reach into the EU than we had before. And so it's like, you know, it, with it comes some interesting challenges and um, obviously coming up with like translations and, and figuring out, you know, support. Like there's a lot of people that just don't, um, you know, we just assume everybody speaks English. And so um, I'll get stuff on the, um, you know, the the support email or the chat where it's just like in French. And I'm like, I guess I'm pulling up Google Translate because I don't speak French. And that's fine. And I, I, I guess um, I try to meet people wherever they want to be. So if they're like, they're not comfortable with their English, they'd rather do that. Um, you know, I'll just translate and chat with them in French. And hopefully it's good enough. It's always good enough to work. Um, hopefully I'm not saying anything offensive in the process that I'm not, you know, aware of. Or <laughs> I'm anyway. sure a French person would tell you. <laughs> yes. You silly American. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, so anyway, that's that's cool. But uh, good wins, guys. I'm happy to hear everybody's got some good things going on. Uh, Sophie, having a light at the end of the tunnel is always good. You did get a question mm. in the chat. Um, they wanted to know where um, 
it, it, I don't know if you know this yet, but like when will or where will people be able to see this short, this film that it's going to be in? Oh, well, I will definitely post about it when it's done. Um, I think it's going to probably take a year after yeah. I deliver the spacesuit. Yeah. But hang on, because um, I will definitely post when it's out. Um, I'm sure the the filmmaker will want everyone to see it, too. Um, I, I don't know 100% what they're planning to do um, with the film, whether they're planning to go for like film festivals or where they're going to show it but um it'll definitely be um viewable for for people when it's done awesome but, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But it's still in early wait. production stages obviously they're just still getting the <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and there and will be stuff. some um i think we'll get some behind the scenes kind of video or at least stills while it's in production so if you follow my socials i'll definitely post that Yes, right. Like, Stay tuned. You will hear about it. I promise. I promise. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Um, okay. So the topic for today, guys and gals, is um, envisioning success. And the reason we chose this topic is when I was up at Sophie's place a month ago, she shared with me a vision board, if, if that's even a fair thing. It's not even a board. It's a booklet it's a vision what do you call it sophie i call it my creative plan <laughs> creative plan okay so she yeah. shared with me her creative plan and uh, i'm gonna let her hold it up so if you're listening back you're just gonna have to bear with us as we you know kind of describe what it is but it is it is like to call it a vision board or just like kind of a, a just a scrapbook of ideas does not do the thing justice um why don't you tell us what the impetus for this thing was and because I loved everything about it. I found it very inspirational and it made me feel like I need to be doing something similar. Now I'm not as artsy and craftsy as you are, but it is so much more effective than just like writing down kind of bullet points and stuff the way that I do, because it evokes different feelings and emotion and it allows you to kind of look back on it and just get different feels from it. So go ahead and show off what it is, your creative plan and tell us like how it came so, into being. Yeah. So really this is the end product of like a longer process and exploration that I did, which I'll, I'll talk about. But um, the thing that I showed Pooch when he came over was this, booklet that I ended up making, which is many pages. Oh, wow. It's probably like, like 10 or 12 pages. Double-sided. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's quite large. And because, bound. Um, yeah. And it's, I mean, kind of. Well, I it, it oh, it's it's binder clipped right now. I thought <laughs> you, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, and this is not the first time I've made a booklet like this to kind of describe something I wanted to do. This is kind of the format that I've used in the past to create um, what I would call um, a concept book or a uh, creative brief for a project. So it sort of follows that kind of format, but I wanted to take my design thinking and apply it to rather than just an individual project, I wanted to apply it to my creative identity, basically. Yeah. Um, as I talked about earlier, I was kind of confused about my creative identity because I like to do so many different things. Um, and I think they're all valid, but 
I really dreaded anytime someone asked me like, what, what do you do? Right. You know? Cause I'm like, Oh, do you have you like you half an hour? Here. Cause yeah. I, yeah. you know, have a lot to tell you about. How I do a lot do of different have? things. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and they don't all like, they didn't in my mind all fit together into one easily understandable like right. shell you right, know right. so basically my explaining myself to people was like this incredibly long run-on sentence that <laughs> I, I'm like I'm at some point I'm sure I've lost them um and then I'm like let me tell you about my 3d printing like it's just all you know over the place so I so that. I was really I was really feeling that for a long time, I thought it's fine. It's totally fine to not 100% know how to explain yourself to people. And it, it is fine. But it was starting to hold me back when um, I needed to make decisions about projects I wanted to do or what projects I should say no to or, you know, how to organize my time so that I was being actually productive and like moving towards a goal. I basically had to figure out what that goal was so let me pause you right there because you said something that I think is so important, and I think Andrew will probably agree with this, is yes. that a lot of times we think about defining ourselves as like, who are who are you and what do you do? But the fact mm. that you said the projects that I want to say no to, by defining yes. yourself, like that, that is such a critical business tool. We've heard it time, time, time and time again. That's a Jobsian quote. It's not what you say yes to. It's what you say no to oftentimes that dictates yep. your success in the world. And it's it's so good that you went at it with this mindset because when you're defining who you are, you can clearly say, well, that doesn't fit within the bounds of what my goal is. But a lot of, yes. a lot of us are just throwing stuff at the wall. I love that you said, you know, you, you're a, a, a run. I feel so seen by saying like, I am a living run on sentence uh, with, <laughs> yeah. with describing these things. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, anyway. Yeah. And I think also like to, to, to follow up on your point about yeah. it's good to know what to say no to yeah it also and i didn't expect this to happen but it also really helped curb my imposter syndrome in certain areas and it oh. kind of helped me it kind of helped eliminate some things from my peripheral vision yeah that were distracting me and making me feel like comparing myself to these things that I found out through doing the like this, I found out those things actually aren't in my creative plan. They're not goals of mine. So I don't have to feel threatened because I'm not doing those things. You know, like it just helps you kind of really clearly define yeah. what is in, like what is, what matters to you and what, doesn't have to matter or what can be interesting to you, but not, um, you know, not affect your direction, you know? Yes. It's like, just like yeah. plotting your direction on the map is basically what this is. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. uh, t t so you kind of skipped over one of the things, you know, when, uh, when I was up there, you were telling me about this came about when you, you had told me that you had done a personal retreat I believe. Yeah. So can, yeah. You, can you tell people about that? Because I think that's such a cool idea. We, we think of that in a corporate structure, like, oh, we're going on a corporate retreat. But when you're like kind of a one, 
you know, one man wolf pack or however you want to describe yourself, you don't have the luxury mm-hmm. of like having all those, you know, team building exercises totally. and stuff like that. So tell us about like your thoughts for that and how much time did you set aside for it? And yeah, so retreat? I knew I wanted to make a plan like this and like figure all these things out about myself, but I thought that it would be best to obviously you can't just sit down and write this thing. Um, you have to do mm-hmm. some like under soul searching and like understanding of yourself first before you're going to know what to write. And um, it just so happened that my, my husband is also a designer and he works at a creative tools company. And he Shout told to me Kim. one day, he's amazing. <laughs> he's amazing too. And he was like, um, he's like, Oh yeah, next week I have a, um, I have a design retreat with my team. And I was like, what's a design retreat? That sounds <laughs> like, I fun. Go on a you know? Yeah, I want to go. And he's like, oh, well, it's a design retreat. It's like, um, you know, we're kicking off a new, I think they were like kicking off a new project. And so um, they did this thing on that team where they would take the whole design team and they would set aside like a week for this and they would get them all together in the same place. And they would have like scheduled days yeah. that some of the days are like just creative exercises. Some of the days are team building exercises and some of the days are focused like workshops to get kind of like preliminary work done on this new project. Right. And it like blew my mind. I was like, oh, that's what I need. Like <laughs> I need, awesome. you know, and he like yeah. this box arrived at our door with like, this was during the pandemic. Yeah. So he got like this, they had to do it all kind of remotely, whereas usually they did it in person. But because it was remote, you know, I could kind of, see what he was getting to do and this like box showed up at our door with a bunch of supplies for like their creative workshops that they wanted everyone to do together and I was like this is amazing like I want to do this so um but as Pooch mentioned I'm kind of on my own so um I decided I was going to be that person that was going to organize my own retreat yeah (laughs) <laughs> and schedule my own days and then go to my meetings with myself and yeah. like do my workshops with myself and all this stuff. And um, and so I actually set aside one week for the retreat part. Yeah. And then I wanted to work on this book the next week. So like I decided that for my retreat, what I wanted to I kind of made a list of like what I wanted to experience during my retreat and then what I wanted the product of the retreat to be. And I wanted that product to be this creative plan. And I'm kind of thinking of this creative plan as like my proto business plan, because I want my business plan to come out of my creative goals. And that was like my way of ensuring that my business is going to support what I want to do creatively, you know, versus like starting with the business plan and then figuring out how to work my creative goals into that. I just wanted it to come the other way. I got to tell you, Andrew, I don't, I don't want to speak for you, (laughs) but listening to this, like you've, you've got like the potential for like a retreat. So it it occurs to me, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to go on that retreat too. Like, not that you need more things to do, but it's like, can I, know, I, I come to the twenty twenty three retreat and and you know I would pay for that. Like, I don't, I don't know. 
You know what this reminds me of is is something very similar to the lean startup canvas is, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, uh -huh. um, you know, but uh, yeah, you know, this is the process. It's like a kind of the modern business plan, if you will. Yeah. Identifying, you know, what you're good at, what your strengths are, your weaknesses, uh, what the, you know, holes in the market are, um, you know, all of those things, how you would make money. Right. Um, you know, you kind of distill all of this down and, you know, the startup canvas, it, it a lot of times looks like a, you know, like a book eventually when you get it done right because you go through iteration after iteration um you know so this is like if you will the startup canvas or the lean startup canvas for you know designers or you know creative yes <laughs> yes well, that's totally like what i wanted it to be for myself because oh, i love i love that kind of like um those books that are all about like how you can like kind of life hack mm -hmm. your 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 business or your lifestyle or you know yeah. And that I always find like really great nuggets of like suggestions or systems right. you can use, but like I had to figure out how to layer that onto my kind of weirdly like you know my weird intersection of things that i'm into i love sure. how your weird is everybody else is amazing um so <laughs> so what's what's really interesting to me and and I, I don't know if this speaks to a lot of other like solopreneurs or you know small businesses out there like one just like f i i like to read and stuff too but i am a like undyingly extroverted individual. And so I derive so much energy from interacting with other people that like, I would glean so much more value from like going and spending some time. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. I think that this, this is an interesting potential event opera, you know, opportunity where it's like, even if you just did a small thing and you just say like, like we've got five seats, we're going to meet up and we're going to do this. Like I would, oh, yeah. I would absolutely pay good money to do that. I would go up there and just doing what you did. You've already done the work of outlining this thing, but how, and we, we haven't even gone deep enough. So you guys can see fully, we will continue. Trust me. But the, the value that that brings in just the experiential piece that you just don't get from mm -hmm. reading and, and riffing off of other people and their ideas and being visual and just triggering neurons and stuff that you don't trigger, you know, in other ways is like so mm -hmm. important. So carry on and maybe show us some of the other pages where you start kind of getting into your inspiration pieces and some of the visuals and some of the, you know, so we can get a little bit more and we'll describe as we go for podcast listeners as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what I did first, like the first week, what I did was um, I took the week, the first week to do the, my, my offsites, my design retreat offsites. Yeah. So I'm a designer. So I chose places I could go in my town that would like inspire me and stimulate my design brain. Yeah. So I went to museums, I went to art museums. Um, I'm really awesome. inspired by product design. So I went to the mall and I took my phone and I just took pictures of interesting products yeah. and um, interesting visual things. And I saved all of those photos in my, um, in an album and I, I labeled them like, these are my retreat. This is like my retreat homework. Yeah. Um, so I did those offsites and then I also watched every single like fashion and art documentary I could find. Yeah. I did like two days of just watching documentaries on artists and designers. Mm -hmm. um, wow. And I did all of those that week of like just exposing myself to, um, to the things that I wanted to be inspired by. But I, I didn't give myself 
a lot of guardrails around what I wanted to get out of it. I just wanted pure, sure. just like mm-hmm. inspiration. And then the next week, I took all of the, the notes that I'd done and the sketches that I'd done and all of my photos, and I sat down to work on the actual like book part. And the, the first page of my book is actually like the last part that I did. This is the, the page that shows you know, my like personal statement. And this is the, this is like really what I wanted to get out of these two. Yeah, read read the personal statement. The the distillation of all of that data. Exactly. Because it's perfect. It's, um, Sophie Wong creates artistic wearable technology. So it's just one, two, three, four, five, it's six words. But every single word I thought about really deeply and then i've gone in and like broken down what the words mean why i chose those words and kind of from that i have my core values so like i wanted my statement to really represent my core values and all of this stuff my core values i decided what my medium is versus what my um what my what is design versus my medium because I kind of wanted to so I I got to a place where a lot of people were describing me as someone who works in wearable technology yeah and I like that but I want, really wanted to really wanted people to get that I'm a designer first. yeah so I thought it was important for me to pull wearable technology out and say that's actually my medium it's one of my mediums sure um but design is what I do. And that just like helps me as a person who doesn't like to be boxed in or feel like yeah, pigeonholed or like locked yeah. into something. Like sure. it like when I feel like I'm getting locked into something, I just it like activates my like resistance escape yeah. response. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like really important to me to have this um have design be my core because I know I can apply that to anything. Right. So anyway, this is like my deep, deep dive into like the elevator pitch that I gave you. Yeah. I, I would say it's actually the summary that generated the the elevator pitch. Um, but all of this was generated from the pages inside my book, which. Um, Looking at some of those now. Yeah. I kind of started after I did that, like uh, the retreat where I was like looking at inspiring things. I kind mm-hmm. of created this list of people who represented um, inspiring figures for like who I wanted to be creatively. Yeah. And so okay. this is where it gets really mood boardy and like um, vision boardy. But it's such it's a good just, exercise. For me, it's just like I'm so visual. Yeah, yeah. It's way more important for me to see it visually. So these are all my people that are on my like list and they're mostly designers and artists so give us a couple Um, names for people that are just listening here so i've got um ruth e carter she's the costume designer for um, a lot of the spike lee movies and um uh, black panther um i have a lot of designers i have charles and ray eames they're a really um iconic uh power couple of designers in um like the 50s and 60s and i have uh leila massimo vignelli also designers italian designers cindy sherman who's an artist um and then i have like peggy goo who's a dj you know but she's 
she's really creative. She's she has her own record label. She's like this creative, expressive person, but she's also an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, I have uh, Daito Manabe, who's um, a really incredible multimedia designer um, and artist who works in Japan and does amazing work with this Japanese pop group. Yeah. Um, so I've got, I've got people from like fashion. I have some, music. some performers. Yeah. I have Beyonce yeah. is on Beyonce, here. Beyonce, that's right. Was, was Lady Gaga? <laughs> Did I remember that right? Is Lady Gaga's on Gaga's here. On you know, they're yeah. both, they're both um, very expressive, creative yeah people who have built their identities around their creative expression and so it was really important to me like if you can't see this because you're listening all of these images are the are the person with their work or the person in their work yeah because I didn't want to just put work on this page because I don't want to be I'm not necessarily saying that I'm I want the inspiration to come from the work that they produce. I want to be inspired by the person and what they were able to right. create and accomplish in their career. And so. I think this is why the visual is so important because it, it just like evokes emotion. Like I remember when I saw it, yeah. it, was, it was very clearly, it wasn't just like, if, if I were to say a list of like, here are the people that inspire me in a bullet point, like it just doesn't hit you mm-hmm. the same way as like when you see what, and, and it must've taken you some time even to find like that great distillation of like who this person is in, in a still photo. It'd be even oh, totally. more wild to like have a moving mood board of some sorts where like you, you get like that animation of things. Uh, Grant, oh, yeah. Grant in the chat is saying, wow, okay, I need to do this. He's impressed, but how does he even start? And I, I, I have a similar feeling because it's like you pull from like such a design and visual background. Like this might feel very foreign and outside the comfort zone of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think that's and a good And I think thing. like what I've created is like a format that works for me. And I think that the, the format is actually what could be useful to other people. Um, but everyone's, you know, if ev- if anyone else were to do this, it would look different, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I think what I would like to give people if they would want to do this is um, the the experience of doing the exploration and then the format of how to how to take everything that you, that is swirling around in your brain after you do that exploration and mm-hmm. run it through this format which is basically like a little, it's, it's not little. I'll be honest. It's not little. I don't, I don't do little. Everything I do is yeah, kind of no, complicated, you, I can verify. But, you know, um, but at the end you get this like one page that it just becomes like something that I can refer back to Yeah. when I get confused, you know, when I get, when I go off on something or, um, at the end of a project or something else pops up and I'm like, oh, does it fit in my, you know, in this page that I've created that explains who I am and what I do? And does that still feel right? Like the yeah. reason I think I really like this is so valuable for me is because I do look back at this and I read back through and I'm like, it still feels right. Like it still still feels like it makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, and the 
I can't hammer home how much like what you drilled is is so spot on. Having it in the physical world as a tangible visual thing, it just creates so much more power and direction for you because it's something you will have out and you will continue to look at and refer to. You know, I I just think about like a lot of the notes that I write down, they go into my phone. You know, I'll type it into my phone when I'm inspired by it, but I don't go back and look at it very much. And if I created something like that, and and maybe it doesn't have to be as complicated, you know, if you were to distill Mm -hmm. this down of like, if people had to do one thing to get started and then maybe layer on, like do the onion peel thing Mm -hmm. or something like that. You know, and I think you can also, there's like different entry points to it. Like I started with this like exploration and then it kind of distilled down from there. But maybe you're just like, you know, that one person that you're like, I'm really inspired by this person. So maybe you start there and then you find some other people who are similar or who fill out that vision for you. Like, I think for me as a designer, what I, what I really um, always come back to, whether I'm doing a project or whether I'm thinking about, you know, myself and who I want to be, it's that you need, multiple sources of inspiration to describe the thing that you want to do. And I start all my projects like that. Like I said, if I'm going to, if I'm going to sew a bag or if I'm going to make a spacesuit, I always Mm -hmm. start at that layer of like what already exists that is similar to what I want Mm -hmm. to make. Mm -hmm. And then what things do I have to add to that vision to mm-hmm. make it feel right. It's like, yeah. I think like people think design is like you just sit down and you look at a blank page and you just draw the thing uh. you want to make. But <laughs> a 99 times out of 100, that is not how designers do it. Most of the time, most of us start with collaging or brainstorming mm-hmm. or you know looking sure. at um, things that already exist and modifying them to be the right vision that we want. You know, you don't have to start from a blank page. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, so go ahead, so, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I was going to say is like, you know, again, referring back to this kind of startup canvas, if, if you will, you know, you have all of the elements, it sounds like of essentially that kind of archaic business plan. Um, you know, I think back to, you know, when we here at Gloop did our business plan and how instrumental it was in kind of moving us forward, because, uh, you know, we talked earlier about sometimes it's it's really it's not about what you say yes to. It's about what you say no to. And the process of going through and exploring and writing things down while you can take these quick notes you know, condensing that down into a single document, whether it's a design document like you've done or a more traditional, you know, business plan, it can be, you know, such a valuable resource for when you're approached with a new opportunity, how does this fit in? Or can you, you know, does it actually work with your vision? Like one of the largest sections in our business plan was our vision, like where we were planning on going, the products we wanted to release, the things that we wanted to do. Right. And it's it's so easy to kind of lose sight of that as an entrepreneur because there's so many different things happening day to day or whatever weeds. it might yep. be. And, and so, you know, occasionally we will actually pull back up that business plan and reread it and go through and say, well, wait, actually, 
this doesn't hold true anymore or our concept was wrong in this particular place. So how do we adjust it? And it becomes like this living, breathing document. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes, totally. But, but that just even saying it that way evokes mm -hmm. just a like bleh, to me, like a breathing, living, sure. breathing document. Um, like, you know, Grant in the chat saying like object permanence is such a problem for him as well. Um, it just doesn't like a document is not an inspiring thing, uh, you know. For me, I think it, for each person, right? I, that, that's true. <laughs> that that I, that's look. Yeah. This is very clearly an like opinion. Yeah, parts of my book that look more like um, thinky, wordy, like documenty. Yeah, yeah, and. But I think for me, and that's, you're both totally right. It's going to look different for different right. people. And yeah. it, your, your, um, how it materializes for you, it's only going to be valuable and useful to you if it, if it, it does inspire you. So if a document makes sense to you, cause I know some people look at images and they're like, great, sure. I don't know what to do with that, you know, but right. words make more sense to them. It's like, for me, this, there's tons of visual in this document because I'm so motivated by visuals, but there is a point in my document where I had to like distill it down. So I'm just going to flip through a couple more pages so you can see like where it's going. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm going to, can you see it if I go like this? Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So I have like my, my inspirational people. And then from my inspirational people, I created this like matrix. Of, I also love office supplies. So I have like great like post-its. So, so anyway. listener, the page she's describing now looks yeah. like a series of colored post-it yeah. notes that she's just kind of laid on there. It may actually be post-it notes in some case. One of them is. I don't know if that, but she's. Yeah, that is. And then I yeah. kind of made my own um, because I'm extra. You but, are extra um, in every way. But I basically like I have this I have this um, belief about goals that they're not actually that useful unless they come with like a strategy mm. or a plan. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I didn't want to just that. write yeah. my goals. Right. I, otherwise, I just feel like, oh, yeah, goal like how but how, you know, sure. So I have my I have this thing that I really it's so cheesy, but I call it my goal dream matrix because I take. I took my goals, like I wrote out what my goals were, and then it's helpful for me to see that goal as a dream. Like, what does that actually look like in an inspiring way? Like, what is the thing that's going to be my North Star that makes me actually want to put the work in to, to achieve this goal? Uh-huh, yeah. And then sometimes that feels like a really lofty thing. Like, this one is like, create. my goal is to create a sustainable and growing business. I'm like, okay, that sounds like a great goal to have. But my dream associated with that goal is to have a studio with staff. <laughs> and like, okay. to me, like, that's an amazing dream because I also have a page in here that's like what I want my dream studio to look like and who are the people that I want to work in that studio and what are they doing, you know? Yeah. So for me, that's a really like visceral, inspiring visualization of that goal. And then that starts to feel really lofty and impossible in my brain because I like to dream big. But then it, so underneath that, dream. I have an example of people from my inspiration board, from my um, inspiring people board yeah. of examples of people who have Who've done it, done that, yeah. who have that. So yeah. I have like Daito Manabe has this amazing studio. 
Oliver Eliasson, who's an incredible artist, has a really beautiful studio. The Eames studio is just like legendary for the creative people who worked there and all the Mm -hmm. work that came out of it. So I just have this like, I just wanted to take my goals and like make them more than just like, you know, a dry kind of like, you know, achievement thing. Well, what's, so, what's what's great is this is like a visual representation of like the 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 secret, the notion that you know Oprah shone shone a big light on of like you need to envision what it's going to be to believe, and then I love that you're just yep. backing that up with evidence of like no, plenty of people have achieved this. Why couldn't Sophie Wong achieve this as well? Like it's just right. it just adds power. You said something interesting to me where you're like a goal, you know, we do this all the time. We're like, oh yeah, that, that's a saying that really resonates with me. But like without, without, um, a goal without execution, is it just, is it just a platitude? Is it just something that we mm-hmm. throw out there that really has no meaning unless you start yep. to apply action to the whole thing? I love that uh, distillation. Yeah. yeah. And there's this book, um, which I'm sure many people have heard of cause it's just like a massive book. It's Atomic Habits by James Clear. Which I only am now actually reading through the book, but I've heard him talk on lots of podcasts, so I've got nuggets of his like information yeah. um, over the years. But he talks in there about this concept that he got from someone else. I mean, it's just this like concept that is going around. But basically, um, that people overfocus on their goals and they underfocus on uh, the system or the strategy that they are going to use to achieve that goal. Yes. So like, you know, figuring out what you want to do, like figuring out my direction, great, totally necessary, needed to do it. But like the meat of this book is me continuing to ask, but how, like how how am I going to do that? And what is that going to look like? And the more I can like flesh out what that goal looks like the more I can work backwards from it and say, okay, well, to do that, I would need to do this. And to that, I yep. would need to do this. Beautiful. Like, yeah. It just kind of like goes deeper and deeper. And I just, mm-hmm. I know I keep saying I'm just going to flip, but I'm just no, going to no, flip. No, flip, flip. So like, <laughs> then I got to my, I had to figure out like, okay, so I've figured out these people that I think are inspiring and interesting. And, and um, I think what's also important is like who I didn't put on this board. Uh-huh. Who you said no to? Who I don't even remember who I didn't put on this board, but I definitely <laughs> pared down. Like I had, clearly, like, I'm not on there, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is not to say that there are no other people that I find I really kid, inspiring, but it's important to like edit. You know, that's yeah. another thing mm-hmm. that you learn as a designer. It's like there are tons you of inspiring people out there, but which ones make up, you know, my vision Mm -hmm. so it's not that they're not worthy it's just that i'm trying to go for like a clear sorry coco chanel you didn't make the cut (laughs) 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 but um but then i from those people i'm like okay but who am i so then i did this little exploration of myself which Ah. is honestly so hard and so embarrassing but um how vulnerable are you thank you for sharing this you know yeah Sorry. I did like a, yeah, this is very, <laughs> this is very yeah. deeply, intimately me. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just wanted to write down for myself who I think I am, who other people think I am, 
you know, at this right. moment. Yeah. And, you know, what do I do and what do I want to do? Yeah. And what does that look like? So then I, I always try to have some kind of like imagery in here. So I have like pictures, a picture of me working, a picture of my finished Tilt the camera down work. just a touch, if you wouldn't mind, or or book up. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I have like a picture of me working in my studio, which I want to remember like the focus, my purpose here is to like produce work. Right. And mm -hmm. then here's like a piece of finished work that I'm proud of and I enjoy and I want to do more work it's like kind this. Of a, an electronics, so like the... A, a, a light up, but I'm trying to describe what I'm, I'm yeah, seeing. Yeah, right so this now. is an LED jacket that yeah. I made that uses 3D printing on fabric as yeah, diffusers. It's very cool. And then it's kind of this really stylized photograph that I took myself. So tilt down just a I touch more if you wouldn't mind. I intentionally chose yeah. an image that is kind of stylized and sort of editorial because this is where I want to go. I don't want to just make cool projects. I want to present them in this like sure. kind of um, aspirational, like futuristic way. And you have achieved that. By the way, guys, the, the photography uh, that we're seeing here is fantastic. The lighting mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, I, I think both you and your husband have a pretty good background in photos as well, right? We both, yeah, we both studied photography for a bit and we, yeah. we do it a lot and it's just part of our visual. Well, it's such an um, important and stuff. such a fantastically powerful way of conveying a lot of this stuff. It, it just evokes, mm -hmm. you know, what a little bit of lighting and, and dramatic, you know, so like a purple backdrop with a vignette on it and just, you know, really great yeah. stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then at the bottom, I have an image of me um, presenting a talk that I did at um, Hackaday Supercon. Yeah. So it's like, I just wanted these three, wanted to have these three like examples of my work and who I am and what I look like when I'm working so I can keep in my mind, you know, mm -hmm. the kinds of work I want to continue to do. That's great. Um, and then I have a page about the work. So that last page was about me, my identity. And then I did basically the same thing for my work. Like, what do I want my work to look like? Yeah. And so this is all, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Who am I going to work with? Who will I work for? What is it going to look like when I'm doing my work? And then what are some examples of like the projects that I want to do? Um, and this was so important for, you know, when you're saying um, that it's, it's important to know what you want to say no to and what you yeah. want to say yes yeah. to. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. This is like basically this was so important for me to do um it also this one this one cell i'm pointing to one cell on my page where um i have written who i want to work with like what type of people i want to work with when i need mm -hmm. help because i do everything myself i design it i yeah. sew it i 3d print it i've you know all the fabrication i'm doing myself and I know that's not sustainable if I want to grow <laughs> and I want to do bigger projects and more projects and get more clients. Yeah. I know I'm going to have to work with other people and I know I'm going to have to address this issue of me wanting to do everything myself. So I've kind of created a list of like the tasks and the, that I would be willing to hand off and the people that I would want to work with. Oh my God, that is so critical. 
I, I can keep yes. in my mind, like, you know, what my priority is. My priority, I have to remind myself, my priority is design. So when I feel mm-hmm. really grabby about all the other tasks and like really protective about all the this other tasks, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I have to just remember, yeah, you know, my focus is design. So, so if you, as, go ahead, Andrew. I was going to say as, as an entrepreneur, like so many times when we're starting something, you know, we're so used to having to do it all ourselves. We wear all of the hats, all the hats. and it becomes very easy for us to, you know, become passionate about whichever hats that we're wearing. And we lose sight of what it is that we originally set out to do. And so many episodes, like we've, we've mentioned and touched on, it's like, it all starts with what are your goals? What are your aspirations? Like write down what it is that you want. And, you know, Pooch and I were just having a call earlier this week about what he does best and, you know, trying to get him into a position where he does these things better, you know, and and can work more effectively than worrying about all of the other stuff that comes with, you know, the minutia of of owning his business. Well, and the power, Um, the power of that, just to jump, jump off mm -hmm. of that is, is, is twofold. So one, it affords you, uh, um, that energy that like, just brings you alive and like inspires you uh in a different way and two it, it it just like you just said it's 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 forcing you to think further ahead like how do i grow like maybe i yeah. don't have a person that i can hire for mm-hmm. this right now but it's like that is so critical you will come to a point i'm not saying there are plenty of people that are just i i'm fine with being a one person business and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you want to grow, if you are an extroverted person and you derive energy from like collaboration and, and all of this stuff, you are going to need people to get to a certain point. So how do you hand that off? And, and we, as, yes. as makers and managers and stuff, I'm the same way. It's like, I, I want to do it all myself and I'm not even in the process of real. It doesn't even occur to me half the time. Wait, I can mm-hmm. just ask somebody else or I can teach them to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or or I, I get caught up in that stupid loop of thinking like, well, I'll just do it because I can do it faster than it's going to take me to teach. But at some point, yes. I'm never going to get ahead. That's yeah. never sustainable. And it's, yeah. never, it's sustainable. never sustainable. So you've got to And it's, a, it's like this trap because in the beginning, it's a trap. you don't have the resources to – you know, to hire yeah. other people or, exactly. or outsource. Precisely, so you have yeah. to spin it up on your own. And then, and then for me, um, I feel like then I become, it feels like an expectation. Like yeah. people start to, people start to um, compliment you on it. They're like, oh my gosh. And she does it all herself. So then it becomes this like precious thing about my identity where I'm like, am I going to let these people down if I'm not suddenly like doing everything by myself? But I can always go back to my first page of like examples of successful people. And I can point to every single person on this page and none of them are doing this all completely by themselves, except for maybe Cindy Sherman. They're, you know, <laughs> these people all have teams, yeah. you know, they have, they have creative teams and it doesn't detract from their work mm-hmm. and who they are and how much I respect them, you know? So it's like having these examples, it just, Excellent it just point. really helps. Back. I love it. Know? Yeah. Well, so then I have a little bit more. I know we're no, no, no. We we can keep going. I want to make sure yeah, we're respectful of your you time. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like just eating it up. I, I'm, I'm. My mind is just exploding with like, if I have to dil- distill down the nuggets from this conversation, there's just so many great things. I'm like, oh, people need to see this 
fit and it's, it's just all good. So please keep going. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, and I went on longer when I was making this than I thought I was going to, I was like, I'm going to get this done in one week. And it yeah, definitely right. went we over, you yep. know, but it was important. I felt like I had to follow, you know, my rabbit holes. And then some of these pages are not as completely fleshed out, but you know, it's a living document. So I'm continuing to add. So, um, and this one is actually the most important, po possibly one of the most important pages, but it is the smallest. <laughs> Hand down. So this is a, tried a, a photo like, of, a, of a whiteboard sesh. I tried to blow it up. Oh, look at that. She even, <laughs> she's so prepared. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Yeah. So she, she it's was um, whiteboarding and it's an amazing, like you can just tell, you know, like the, 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 the tying the strings to in the, um, you know, crime scene exactly. type thing, uh, exactly. on a whiteboard. Yeah. So this is my flow chart on my page that I'm calling structure, which is, I love it. I have these two post-its that say flow chart. How does it all work? How does it and all then work? coming out of my flow chart is metrics, which is what does success look like? So like I wanted to create this flow chart of how my creative business is going to work like what is the structure of my creative business and then the goal of it is to output something that I could measure and see if I was on track you know and hitting my goals or if I need to like course correct yeah. so like this is a very complicated um whiteboard flowchart which I in fully intend to like go through as a designer and like make it more legible for myself but it basically is um, at its center. It's like, can can you see if I hold it up? Like, I mean, like kind of. I feel like it's a little small, like, but this is like just, I, I want to link to resources. <laughs> We're gonna briefly. need a slide deck from you after this, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, at the center, at the very center, I just have Sophie Wong, designer and artist, Jeez, and that was actually the beginning of me figuring out what my like elevator pitch was. Okay, at the core visually i can see it at the core and conceptually in my mind at the center sophie wong is a designer and artist yeah. and then from that i have a box underneath it that says creates wearable tech pieces so it's like who i am is an is my identity and then what i do and what i produce mm -hmm. comes out of that and yeah. then from that i have all these other boxes coming out that are like what can be produced from that material? So from creative wear, create wearable tech pieces, I have um, hero photography. So I'm gonna create beautiful photographs of my pieces okay. so that I can share them in my online portfolio. I can document my processes. And then from that, I can show my body of work to people and try to get new clients. Or I can show my body of work to people and try to get speaking gigs or try to get a book. Like I'm basically brainstorming ways that my creative work can generate, um, you know, Revenue. I guess you could say business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so what, 
what I think you're doing is, is you're distilling down into what eventually would become your KPIs, your key performance indicators yep. for your own success. There you go. Nerd. Uh, you you know, it. you're taking these, these, these ideas and you know, how you are going to make money. And then you're able to say, okay, well, if I am starting to be successful, I should be able to do these things. And that is a metric that I can track the number of, you know, photos or speaking gigs that I can start to book or, or whatever it might be. The number of pieces that I'm able to produce in a year and as i continue to grow my studio eventually yeah. i'll have more people coming in and you know should increase all of these things are these like exactly so vertical, this is like my business plan yeah, you know yeah. this is what i want to take and distill down into my into my business plan and okay, okay. i had to kind of like brainstorm it out and then like like um what Pooch remarked on when he was here, he was like, oh, I see you've like written dollar signs on some things. And I'm like, yes, I'm like identifying the areas that might, you know, be useful for actually making yeah. that money. Um, hey, bring it back. Uh, Revenue generating. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and actually going through this process, like, and just, I had to kind of go through and create this giant um, flow chart and follow some of these these pathways out to where they could go to realize like some of them I really don't want to do like some yeah. of them I can look at this and I'm like oh okay um I can see from my flow chart how far down in the chart that is like how much work has to come before that dollar sign appears right do I want to actually do all of that work yeah. is that little dollar sign going to be worth that entire like string that is versus that is like such it, an amazing ones. piece it sounds so, it, it, so obvious but it isn't yeah. when you stop and think about it because it's like yeah. we as makers are like i can do that but do i even yeah. want to do that like exactly and exactly. how often and do we fall down into we'll that get trap caught up yeah yeah we'll get caught up in this thing of well i can do it and so therefore it, it it's like identifying it's like these are things that i could do but should i go and do it probably not yes. right yes and amazingly so i had this whiteboard is this giant whiteboard down here in the studio and i had done mm -hmm. this, all of this like drawing on it and writing all this stuff out and then my husband comes down and he walks by and he's like oh and he sees something he's like huh you could like draw this arrow to this and then it would like cycle back into this and i'm like oh you're right oh. you know like <laughs> so like then i have this like wheel going and i'm like oh my god like so actually drawing it out living with it for a few days or even longer yeah you gotta let it breathe you gotta let it breathe and yeah. even now like i look back at it and i'm like hmm this thing that i identified and i thought that maybe it was like a smaller opportunity things have changed a pandemic has happened maybe that's a bigger opportunity maybe i should go for that but basically like out of this entire thing yep. i realized that at the center of it, I really wanted to keep my creative work. Right. And like that kind of is just this thread going through my entire thing that like my creative work is like the point and I want everything else to like flow out of it. So from this, I looked at it and I was like, hmm, I was doing YouTube videos at the time. My YouTube videos were more instructional. They're more um, tutorial and yeah. I've done a lot of tutorials. And they're very good. And I, I've seen some. Thank you. Yeah. And I like my tutorials. I like all the work that I've done. But I don't want to do more tutorials because I want to focus on 
my creative work. Right. And I want the work to be the point, not the tutorial. So I kind of looked at this and I was like, I see how much work it is to make my YouTube videos. And I see that I I can choose to pay, to put that work into the creative project instead. And so I created this. So from this, I kind of invented this, what I call my razor, Sophie's razor. Sophie's razor. It's like a philosophical it, it. razor. I love it. Not <laughs> nice. the one you're shaving your legs with. Got it. Okay. No, great. no, no. Great. It's a philosophical razor. Okay. Um, and my razor is how I, how I decide what I'm going to work on or how I decide to say yes or no to something. Yeah. And it's, does this help me produce work? If yes, then yes. If no, no. There was a little so, flow chart of that, as I recall. I feel like I saw you yeah, draw that. Actually, I have yeah. that. Yeah, no, I do you, have yeah, that. I yeah, I have all these inspirational graphics in my studio. But basically, um, that's how I decide if I'm going to do something, or you know, if it's going to be valuable to me, if it's going to help me produce actual work. Yep. Um, then I'll do it. And if it's not, then I say no. And it's honestly just having that straight in my head makes it so easy makes it so much easier it like relieves so much pressure from me I used to like spend you know 40 minutes trying to craft an email saying no to someone for something that I'm like I'm not sure I if know, I should do pleased. this you're you know and now I'm like well it doesn't fit my razor so <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know yeah I'd rather be producing work I need a razor so, I like that. I need idea. a razor. I know Occam's got one. Sophie's yeah. got one. Now I need a razor too. Um, so, razor. Oh, so you said it, it was, it would be, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to share it with you guys once I figure it out. Um, so, so, uh, and I call you Soph now because that's what I do and I can't be bothered with the why People saying do. the why. Um, you, you, you said something that I think may resonate with a lot of content creators right now in the sense, and I think there's, I think we're in a time of reckoning in the world of YouTube and content creation right now where, you know, James from the Hacksmith, when he was on, was talking about, you know, the, the, the cycle getting caught up in that. And, and you start to realize like, what am I even doing? Like I'm, you know, I'm building this stuff and, and, and I'm, I'm not enjoying these projects. I'm doing these videos for the sake of doing the videos and, you know, he would have absolutely benefited. I'm sure I will have to talk to him more about this in the future, but like, just like a little bit of time in planning, like so many makers fall into this trap of like leaping before we're looking, right? Like, we're just like, we're going, oh, I guess this is working. So we'll just throw more fuel on the fire. And before you know it, yep. you don't even know where you're going or what you're doing or what you want to be doing and what you don't want to be doing. But you talk about the content creation and, and you've spent very clearly in some of your tutorials and stuff, you are a very good teacher and you're very good at, you know, breaking out and stuff. But the amount of time that it takes to do that, you know, obviously, you know, when you're making something, the amount of time it takes just to make the thing is a lot. But then times that by 10, if you're trying to break it down and describe the whole process or record the journey yeah. and content creators can, you know, speak to this, to the, to the ends of the earth, like how much work goes into that and we start to evaluate like do i even want to be doing all that work is this worth it maybe the answer is yes like some people like the journey is the the joy but 
we are seeing this shift now, and I don't know if it's like a chicken or the egg thing in the sense that like, well, people don't have the attention span to watch long form anymore, and so everything's going to shorts. And why would I want to put all the time and energy into producing this amazing video if like I can make a bunch of shorts with a lot less effort and you know get as good of a result? That all comes back to what is your what is your goal for the product? I, I think if you're just trying to make sure that you stay in the conversation and that you're out there and you're fr- like, you can do that in far more effective ways now than long form content. Like you can do that with shorts. You can mm-hmm. do that with, you know, social media posts and stuff like that. Content creation is an animal in and of itself, as you will mm-hmm. know. Totally. What are your feels around that? And are like, are we in a reckoning or is there, do you think there's a shift or is this just the way that it is? I think there's definitely a shift. And I, I also think that for any content creator, it just comes back to what you want to do. I mean, it, it comes back to the very beginning of our, our conversation about this, which is if you know, what you want to do and where you want to go, then it's just about figuring out how the content creation is serving that vision for you. Maybe you want to be a content creator. Like maybe that is your goal. Then it's very clear for you. And then you're you're going to make choices or you can make Mm -hmm. choices that, you know, every choice can take you closer to that goal. Right. I think the problem is, or at least the problem for me, is that you have the content creation in the mix, but you're not sure how it's serving Mm -hmm. your goal, or you're not sure why you're doing it. You're doing it because you think you're supposed to do it, or you're doing it because that's all you've known. You know, in the (laughs) short term, it gives you like, um, it gives you this feeling Mm -hmm. of success because every time you upload, then people can experience it and tell you it's great. But you know, how is that taking you closer to your goal? Yeah. You also mentioned that one thing that, uh, you know, going through this process helped you with was, um, you know, the imposter syndrome and, you know, basically worrying about, are you doing all of the things correctly by having ways in which you can say no to and segmenting or compartmentalizing these things. You're like, Hey, I don't have to worry about that because that's not part of who I am or who I identify as. And you're not falling into that trap where, you know, as, as maker and entrepreneurs, we're like, Oh, we could always be doing better. Like, right. Oh, I see so-and-so like pooches, you know, opening up an, you know, an EU warehouse. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why can't I have this or whatever it might be, you know? Oh, totally. Totally. And Stop me, comparing a... yourself. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's the hardest yeah. thing to do. I know, I know. And it's, like the most damaging thing to do and it's it's literally like as much as I rationally know and I've done a lot of work on myself to like compare myself to others less it's still something that I totally struggle with but this helped me so much because if you can like take your flow chart and like literally draw a line through part of it that you're like actually that's not gonna serve me in getting to where I'm gonna go yeah then you can cut all of that out in terms of like comparing yourself to anyone who's doing that because you're like that's amazing now i can i can truly feel a hundred percent happy and supportive of all of the people who are killing it everywhere because it's not first of all i mean it's just a total fallacy to think that there's just a limited amount of success in the world everyone can always be successful so you should Mm -hmm. not feel like anyone else's success is like, you know, 
hurting you at all. It's not a zero sum game. We say this all it's the time. not, but yeah, you yeah. can know that rationally, but not, not understand yeah, it yeah, emotionally. Yeah. So emotionally, if you can just remove the stimulus by, by knowing in your mm-hmm. core that that is not something that you're targeting, it just makes it easier to deal with the other, the rest of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, it just, just to have your head on straight about where you want to go is so, so powerful. And I've seen people who were, who were earlier in their career than me or earlier in life than me, like know exactly where they wanted to go and who they wanted to be and know like their next steps. And I was so amazed and inspired by like everyone in my life who I've met who's had that figured out. And I'm like, how do I get that? You know, like they instantly know like, oh, you know, I don't need to chase that or I can say no to that or, you know, and I'm like, how do you know? And now (laughs) I feel like, you know, I'm figuring it out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So much good stuff. Sophie, thank you so much for sharing. I know that that is a very personal thing, but um, there's just so much like just so much juicy goodness Mm -hmm. in that thing. And we could talk about it probably for hours and hours more if we had the time. Um, I, I, I gotta also say, I really love the bit where you said when Kim came to your husband came down and was able to look at it. So this, mm-hmm. this document, this creative brief, like it, it serves some, it's a business plan. It's almost like a resume. Yep. Like you could hand that to somebody and they would get a pretty good idea from flipping through who you are and what you want to do in a way that you just don't get from trying to tell the story and it, and it will sink Mm -hmm. in in a different way. It's like, I want people's resumes to look like this. I want, and and I know I'm, we're greatly glossing over the (laughs) skills that it takes. Like, I don't feel like I could make it look nearly as nice and concise as, as you, but I think you've outlined some interesting things. I think your process is good. I am, I will be the first to sign up for your retreat when you retreat, when you have it. I mean, like we've already got the thing. It's like build a better business plan. Like this is like, if you want to just tie it back to business, never mind just the personal life coach potential and all sorts of other stuff. I mean, it's got application (laughs) well beyond business, but it, we, I really wanted to make sure we could share this because I, and I hope you guys in the chat can kind of see the power of it and draw some inspiration from it the same way we, we have. Um, and I would encourage you to, to, you know, try going through some of these practices. I like what you're saying. If you're just doing the flow chart, draw out the thing, draw the dollar signs. And if somebody were to tell you, okay, now pick one or pick three or something yeah. like that, where it's like, okay, like that, like, it's all about kind of like, how do I, how do I close that circle in on this battle royale here, right? How do I draw down in and focus uh, we talk about focusing a lot. That's really, really hard as a maker because we want to do all the things. We want to make yes. all the things. We want to do it ourselves, you know, all that stuff. But Yeah, and I would say, like, the last thing I want to say yeah. is specifically about focus and what you just said. And it, it completely ties back to what we've already said, which is if you, wanna, if you know you want to focus, which I said about myself for years and years, sure. how do I focus? Other sure. people mm-hmm. would tell me, Sophie, you're so great. You're so great. You would be so successful if you could just focus and i'm like you don't understand that what you're asking me to do is incredibly difficult for me focus but that's the thing is like if you say you want to focus but you don't have a plan or a strategy for getting focused like it's not going to happen you got to figure out how you're going to get focused and then you just you know 
Well, and it's go an, through the steps. It's an ongoing and it might take thing. two weeks. Oh yeah, it might take a whole month of your life to get focused. It's not like you can just do it. No, you don't turn it on, and it's yeah. never. That's the other thing, guys. We we always look at it. It's like it's not like I wasn't focused. Now I'm focused. It, you're gonna go through those yeah. cycles of like, oh, I've yep. lost focus. But having this tool allows you to come back and recorrect. I'm like, oh wait, is this? Am I, am I adhering to the plan here? Like put Mm -hmm. it somewhere. I realized like I, I have a weird tendency and I I think it's just something I've subconsciously started to do. I love little inspirational sayings. And so I will sometimes like throw them on the laser cutter and cut it. And then I'll put it up on my wall. Right. Um, Because one, I tell myself uh, I need to have some art or something around here, but really it's just like, what are these little nuggets that are kind of driving me? I have a thing and it's almost depressing for some people, but it's like, I have a thing in my room and in my office that just says no one is coming to save you that I've laser cut into a piece of wood. <laughs> and it, 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 it's the first thing I see when I wake up in the morning. I remember like, okay, I'm on this. I got this. Like I find inspiration yep. in that. Um, and, and I, I have other things. I've like little snippets from, from poems from Dylan Thomas and like an Einstein quote and stuff like that. So find, find your inspiration like Sophie has and, and put it in front of yourself so that you can give yourself those reminders and those checks throughout the day, however, however that might be. Maybe it's just hanging art on the wall. Maybe it's hanging sands on the wall. Maybe it's making a booklet. There's no one. Maybe it's putting your own art on the wall. Like maybe it's putting the thing that you did. Sometimes you just need to remind yourself. Yeah. You did that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. And you brought it, you brought us full circle many times and there's just so much like great connection (laughs) to the whole thing. Um, lastly, uh, you've talked about the plan and stuff like that. I, I just asked you, like, how do you feel like it's going so far? Like you've got goals. Like what are the things that we can look forward to that you're really marching toward for 2023 here? Um, I think it's, it's going well. Like, I think I got to a point in the, in my, I don't know, my journey mm-hmm. of creating this where I like kind of wrung everything out from my brain. Um, and that was about where I finished my flow chart. And, um, so I went from that on to just creating actual physical work. I'm like, okay, I figured out that my point really, what I want to do is create work. So then I went into creating a bunch of work. So last year I did a ton of projects. I did a ton of work. And, um, now I really feel like I'm ready after doing those projects and kind of like letting this simmer and like bake in my mind. I think I'm ready to go back into this flow chart and turn it into an actual business plan in the business plan format, awesome. which was my goal originally um, coming out of this. But now I think I, I feel like I have some insight that I can come back to this and, and do it in a way that it's going to be more useful for me. So I have that on my plate. And then I also am finishing up this spacesuit and to, really directly coming out of this flowchart and this creative mm-hmm. plan that I created. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some ideas for my next few projects that I really want to, to, I really want them to kind of establish like my direction that mm-hmm. I've outlined here. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sort of designing my next few projects to be like, the physical like manifestation of this like creative plan. That's great. Awesome. So this may be the rise of Sophie Wong Designs Inc. or whoever you're gonna call it, and and Maybe. get in the studio. Yeah. I know you'd mentioned like you know the goals of like 
having that physical space where people can come and like see the work and all that stuff. I know that that's, you that's know, so cool. Andrew's mm-hmm. going through a similar thing. It's like right on that cusp of like, we got to get out of the garage. Mm-hmm. We got to get out of the basement. You know, it's like, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes you have to yeah. force yourself out of your comfort zone uh, to, to, you know, enable that vision and, and, you know, visibility. I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, I, I can have that space and I can have customers here. And, you know, so I, I eagerly wait to see what I know great things are coming for you. And thank you for sharing you. your journey with us as we, as we go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this was a fantastic episode, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. If you've been in the chat, feeding questions, comments to us, we always love you for that. We appreciate it. Um, if you haven't liked and subscribed, uh, tell somebody else about it. Um, I hope that, that there's some good nuggets. Please tweet at us. If you, if there was some stuff that you want to make sure that we pull a snippet from or share with other people, because there was so many good ones in this, uh, this episode, uh, please consider doing that as well. Um, and we will catch all of you guys next Friday, uh, for another great episode of maker that money until then enjoy your weekend and, uh, Make on, everyone. See ya. Bye. Bye.